On this episode in the Mystery Kids podcast, we're going to be talking about the Mikele Membe, a strange creature from the Congo. Welcome to the Mystery Kids podcast. Welcome, Mystery Kids. We are so grateful to have you here and here for July's episode. We are going to be learning a lot today, but before we get started, a huge shout out to our newest patrons. If you are new, make sure you head over to the patrons section and fill out the top part. If you have not been shout out on that or on um, Spotify, if you are a new subscriber, um, either head over, I think the best way would probably be to head over to Instagram and send me a message. So it's the Mystery Kids Podcast. That's our Instagram header. Go ahead and send it, send it over and say your child's name so I can give them a shout out. I am super excited to announce July's birthday because honestly, I feel like July birthdays are the best birthdays. Don't tell, don't tell the other 11 months, but I'm a July baby. So I want to shout out to all the July babies. We've got Paige Kilburn, happy birthday. Miles Willett, Ruben Pike, Arshan, Malia, Tori Allison, Benson, Lonnie, Lonnie, Lottie, Graneman, Ellis, Luke, Layton, Nico, Jameson, Bartlett, CB, Evelyn, Bennett, Sweeney, Josiah, Finley, Jasper, and Violet. I hope you all have had a wonderful July birthday. It's such a fun month and I love, I just love July. I have been struggling here in Las Vegas. It has not been under a hundred for way too long and it's really hot, but it's a very different living here versus living back in Utah. So I'm missing being able to actually go outside, but I'm hoping in the next couple months it gets better here. So happy, happy birthday. If you want to make sure that your child gets a shout out, go ahead and head to the link in the show notes and that will take you to the birthday list. So make sure you get on that. I'm so excited to have you here and have you here for today's episode. Now, this was a viewer request. Um, I am praying I say Mokele Membe correctly, and I'm probably going to say it in multiple versions, but I'm really excited to kind of go into this. I've only heard bits and pieces, but this is definitely a cryptoid or cryptozoology that you guys are going to love. Um, we are really excited because we are headed to um, to, up to Oregon in a couple weeks, their whole family. And one of our favorite places that we're going to go to is they have a big foot museum in boring Oregon. And that is like our top thing. We want to make sure we go do while we're there is head to a big foot museum. We went to one in Colorado, um, probably five years ago. And it was one of our favorite things we did. So expect for August, a Bigfoot episode to finally release. So we are going to learn about the Mikele Mende. Now, its name means one who stops the flow of rivers. It's a mythical water-dwelling entity that supposedly lives in the Congo River Basin. Now, sometimes it's described as a living creature, and sometimes it's just described as a spirit. So it could be like an actual cryptoid, or it could be like a ghost. Descriptions are very... <laughs> 
about who has seen the creature, but it's often described as a large quadrupedal, quadrupedal herbivore with smooth skin, a long neck, and a single tooth or horn. So it kind of looks like a brachiosaurus, but it's got a single tooth or a horn. So maybe it's like a brachiosaurus unicorn. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it, right? So in the earlier to mid 20th century, the entity would become a point of focus among the cryptozoology culture um, because there were lots of expeditions led by cryptozoologists and funded by the young earth creationists or other groups to find evidence that validates or invalidates this idea that this creature um, evolved. So they went on the quest for Mekelemembe. It is an effort to kind of throw off the evolution theory, but also to think like this is still here. It's not something that just like disappeared or became something else. It's still here. So they kept kind of looking for the Mekelemembe to find out what happened to it. They believe that these theories about the Michaela Mimbe were inspired by black rhinoceroses. Now they once thrived in this region. And so they believed that that was what people were actually thinking that the Michaela Mimbe was. They believed they were like, this is what it actually is. You guys are seeing something different. It's not what you think you, what you think you're seeing. One of the first reports of seeing this Michaela Membe actually comes from a German captain. And I'm going to go with the abbreviated version because his name's like seven names long. I'm going to go with Ludwig because that's also the one I could pronounce out of there. Ludwig, he actually described it in the book, The Lungfish and the Unicorn in 1941. Now, what happened was he had heard the stories of this enormous reptile called the Michaela Mende, allegedly living in the jungles and included a description in his, his report that he put out there. He said it was unbelievable to see, but that he had seen it. So this is what he had wrote about it. The animal is said to be of brownish gray color with smooth skin. Its size is approximately that of an elephant at least that of a hippopotamus. It is said to have a long and very flexible neck and only one tooth, but it's a really long tooth. Some say it's a horn. A few spoke about a long muscular tail like that of an alligator. Canoes coming near it are said to be doomed. And the animal is said to attack the vessel at once and to kill the crews, but without eating the bodies. The creature is said to live in caves that have been washed out by the river of clay in the shores at sharp bends. It's said to climb the shore even at daytime in search of food. Its diet is said to be entirely vegetable. This feature disagrees with a possible explanation as a myth. The preferred plant was shown to me and it's kind of like a liana with large white blossoms with a milky sap and apple fruit, apple-like fruits. So that's the fruit that it prefers to eat. At the Sambo River, I was shown a path said to have been made by this animal in order for it to get at its food. The path was fresh. There were plants of described that were described nearby. But since there were too many tracks of elephants, hippos, and other large mammals, it was impossible to make out the particular spore without any certainty. So basically he's saying 
that he had gone, he hadn't seen it, but he had trusted that the natives of that area had all given him very like similar sources to talk about what this creature looks like. So this was the first time that it was described by anyone. So in Brian Dunning in 1929, he, he wrote it in a German book by author Wilhelm Bosch called Dragons, Legend, and Science. He wrote that Ludwig, that he clearly believes the creature described was not an actual animal, but instead it was nothing more than folklore. So he's like, this is just an urban legend that the natives are talking about. So according to the adventurer, he talks about that the crocodile is found only in very isolated specimens in Lake Bangwellaloo, except in the mouth of large rivers at the north. In the swamp lives the Nisanga, which is feared by the natives. It's a degenerate sodrin which one might confuse with the crocodile, were it not that its skin has no scales and its toes are armed with claws. I did not succeed in shooting the Nisanga, but on the island of Mabwali, I came upon strips of its skin. So he's talking about another animal that he kind of came across and he's like, I think that one was actually a legend, but this creature, this is the actual truth of what it is. So tales of the entities like the Mekelamembe, they're living like dinosaurs or like scientifically unidentified creatures that were walking around the African rainforest at the time. And they are not rare. There have been multiple tales of large, smooth-skinned quadrupeds with long necks that feed on large prey and they still live in Central Africa. It was only after the description of the Michaela Membe surfaced that the rest of the world started interpreting those legends as possible dinosaur-like body structures. A notable example would be um, like an elephant-sized creature that has a lot of similarities with the Michaela Membe. It's described as having smooth skin, a strong muscular tail, a horn or tooth, and there's also the Jagonini, which um, he had, uh, the guy had found it, his name is Alfred Smith, and he worked for a British trading company, and he briefly mentions it in his memoir. It was so hard. Sometimes I wish back then they would have just been able to like pull out their camera and just like take a picture or record a video for Instagram, you know, just be like, here, let's actually get a picture of this. And instead they have to like describe it. Now, if you asked me to describe like a sandwich, I'd be like, I, I barely got that. Like, I don't even know if I could do that, but here they are trying to explain like some creature that they had seen. Right. So reports of the entity, they were like a dinosaur-like African creature. And it was a, it would be a viral sensation known today, but it was a sensation in the mass media, especially in the 1910s in the newspapers in Europe and North America. So there was a lot of articles about this subject. And a lot of people were like, yes, this makes total sense. And a lot of people were like, mm, you're just seeing things. Mind you, like this is the time where other creatures, they're just finding they're like, oh, this was actually a real creature. So I could see where they were unsure. Like the gorilla, they didn't know it was a real creature. And all of a sudden they like, actually started to get proof that the, that the gorilla was a real creature. And this was only in the 1900s. This was not that long ago. So they believed that 
it was some kind of like dinosaur, right? That was still there, the brontosaurus. And especially Americans were really loving dinosaurs at the time, don't blame them. Um, but they believed that there were probably brontosauruses living in the area. And that would be really cool. I have to say 100%, that would be super cool to be like, there's still brontosauruses just like wandering around in the wild. There's been many expeditions to go check out the Mekelemembe over the years, but one of the best was done in the early 1980s. A biochemistry teacher from the University of Chicago named Professor Roy Mackle went looking twice and he never actually saw the creature, but he became convinced that there was something true about this. He stated that what impressed me was the descriptions that matched he saw so many people and he talked to so many natives and they had such a clear, this is exactly what it looked like over and over and over again. And th that's kind of rare when you're talking about so many different sightings from different areas and they all couldn't just like be like, yeah, we all watched the same episode of, um, of Monster Quest. Like <laughs> they all were from such remote areas and they were all saying the exact same thing and they all had the exact same sighting and like what it looked like and based off of the animal's behavior. A lot of eyewitnesses actually saw only the creature's head and neck as it comes above the water to feed. So then it submerges again and it acts a lot like a reptilian crocodile. And another thing that was really consistent was how fearful the eyewitnesses were. And that's something you see often with like Bigfoot, um, Bigfoot experiences that people become really afraid because they've seen something that nobody else has seen. So in 1992, there was some evidence finally of this creature. It was captured by a Japanese expeditionist who was at Lake Tele. Unfortunately, the footage is super, super blurry, but it was a shot from an airplane, which makes it even worse to try to figure out. But skeptics claim the object in the film is likely an elephant or a hippo swimming across the lake, which makes sense. They're normal in the region, but we're never gonna know for sure the only physical evidence of the creature's existence are the occasional tracks found by science expeditions. However, most of these tracks have been inconclusive to figure out what it is. There's a lot of uh, mistakes of identity, especially when you're looking at tracks of a creature. It could be a drag site. It could be something else. So it's really hard to figure out what these tracks are. I would love to know if this dinosaur relic is still living somewhere in the Congo. That area is such a, a vast area, a huge jungle to try to figure out if this creature is still alive. So I would love for you to go ahead and vote on Spotify. Let me know if you think it's maybe a dinosaur creature or if you think it's a myth. I would love for it to be real though. Oh, I would love for it to be real. So I am so excited that you guys are able to be here. I hope you have a wonderful July and we'll see you next month on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.